Praise the Lord tonight. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to welcome us all to a Bible study for tonight. I trust that our day has been great. It's going to be a great evening today. Um, and then I want you to prepare with your note, like our custom is. You have your note, you have your writing material, and you have a Bible with you, and your phone definitely, and find a quiet place um, to study the Word. You're welcome in Jesus' name. Um, for those of us who are not joining via, uh, or who are not on the church group, uh, you're welcome, um, wherever you're joining from. This is the Tuesday edition of our regular Bible study at the church at Oba, Lagos, Nigeria. Uh, we meet online like this every Tuesday, Thursday, Saturdays, and Sundays. We meet at our normal venue um, at the Excellence Hotel and Conference Center Room 3 um, for, for the Sunday worship service. We'll meet online every Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, like this. Now on Tuesday, Bible study, Thursday, Bible study, then Saturday is our prayer meeting days. It's always a time of great refreshing from the presence of the Lord. Um excited tonight to bring you one more time the word of God. And then we'll let you know that the teaching every time we meet is always available um, for you. And um, you're welcome in Jesus' name, in the will of God. Let's pray tonight. Father, we thank you. Thank you because the church is your body. We are your children. We are birthed by the word. First Peter 1, 23 says, Being born again, not of the seed corruptible, but of the seed incorruptible, by the word of God that liveth and abideth forever. Lord, we are, we are a product of your word. Therefore, by your word we shall be sustained. We've come today to partake of your word. Thank you because your word will build us up and give us an inheritance among the sanctified. Lord, today as we behold your word, 2 Timothy 3.18, we all with an open face beholding as it were the glory of God. Thank you, Lord, because we are transformed daily in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray, O oh God, that our hearts today will be made ready for the word. Every tongue, every tissue, every worry, every anxiety that could choke the word today, Lord, thank you because they are removed. Every lack of understanding, every, every hard heart today is made the heart of flesh. Lord, the seed of the word tonight will be planted and it will germinate and bring forth fruit. We'll be doers of these words and not hear us only. Thank you, God, because there's strength, encouragement, and hope in Jesus' name. Somebody said, Amen. 
Um, as we go to the world tonight, it's going to be interesting. Uh, but I want to let you know that we are gathering together unto the, unto the Lord shall the gathering of his people be. You know that song? We are gathering together unto thee. And we are gathering. You know, I love singing a lot. Unto thee. And unto the Lord shall the gathering of his people be. We are gathering together unto thee. Amen. Yeah, tonight we might be in our various homes and locations, but in the spirit we're actually together. Amen. Paul says, and when you gather together with my spirit with you, he wasn't there, but his spirit was with them. And so every time we come like this on air, sharing this truth of God's word, we may be in different locations, but in the spirit, we are actually together. Um, and I want to assure you that God wants us to stay in his word, feed on his word, Live by his word, be blessed by his word, be led by his word, because that's all he has given us for life and godliness. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, the psalmist says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures, he leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. How does it restore your soul? Because it leads you to green pastures and still waters. Hallelujah. And a pastor is the word. I love that. Amen. So how does God steal you? How does God provide for you is by the word. That's the reason you must pay attention to the word. Amen. You see, we've been studying over time in the last three months thereabout. The book of First Thessalonians, and we've been peeling, you know, peeling and peeling each face, and it's been exciting. And tonight we're pressing into more excitement in the world. I can assure you that. You know, I was studying this this evening, and I was just rejoicing in my spirit. The Bible says, "For God's word is pure, rejoicing the heart." God wants to bring to a point where his word will cause your heart to rejoice. Hallelujah. Amen. You see, talk with me tonight as I start this Bible study to Psalm 119 verse 162 and Psalm, Psalm 19 verses 7 through 9. Interesting scriptures tonight. God's word is sweet. God's word is exciting. And I, and I want to welcome you to the excitement in God's word tonight. Psalm 119, I could quote them all through. But sometimes in Bible study, uh, we, we read through it. And that's what, that's what it's called Bible study. Psalm 119 verse 162. I rejoice at thy word. Hallelujah. You see, anyone that studies God's word will always find rejoicing. I rejoice at thy word like he that finds a great spoil, or in other words, like he that, that hits a jackpot. Hallelujah. Amen. So for the believer, God's word is, is breeds rejoicing. 
And today I want to assure you there will be joy in your spirit because of the revelation that God will give unto you. It says, open down my eyes, O Lord, that I may behold wonderful things in your word. For there's wonderful things hidden in the word. And that's why it's only those that pay attention to the studying of the word that enjoys the beauty of God's word. Turn with me to Psalm 19 tonight. Turn your Bibles with me. You see, in the chapter over, we use the Bible. Praise God. Amen. Psalm 19. Turn with me there. I'm going to read from verse 7. Psalm 19 from verse 7. I read, he said, The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandments of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. You see that? This is the way God says, Your eyes are enlightened. Folks, there's no enlightenment anywhere in the world today except in the word of God. Bible says in Christ, John chapter 1 verse 5, in him was life, the life was the light of men. The only way God gives men life is by the word. And who is the word? Jesus Christ. John 1 verse 1, for in the beginning uh, was the word, the word was with God, the word was God, and the same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and there was nothing made that was made. In him was life, and the life in him was the light of men, and the light shines, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness could not comprehend it. Whoever lives in darkness, when he encounters the word, he comes into light. And so in our course of studying the word, the light of God is shown to us. And our, our basic principle of studying the Bible is our OICA principle, and it means, that is the O-I-C-A, it means observing the word, which means reading the word, um, um, uh, um, uh, interpret the Bible, make, 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 just look at the syntax and the semantics, what does it mean? It always conveys a meaning, and then you correlate the one scripture with other scriptures, and then you apply. The purpose of Bible studying is not to acquire just head knowledge, which is gnosis, but to get to a point where it becomes epignosis, something that is experiential. It is the doer of the word that is blessed. And so we come to verse 2, where we stopped. And tonight I want to trust the Lord to help me um, um, uh, so we can look at this together. First Thessalonians chapter 3 is getting more and more exciting as we study. That is our meal, that's our life, that's our direction, that's our hope, that's our anchor, that's our stay, the word of God. Verse 2 says, or right, let's start from verse 1. Wherefore, when we could no longer forbear, we thought it good to be left alone at Athens. Now we look at this in the last class. Verse 2, and sent Timotheus, our brother, Warren, and a minister of God, and a fellow laborer in the gospel of Christ. So, Timothy was, uh, was defined to be a laborer 
and it was defined. He wasn't just a laborer. What was he laboring for? What was he laboring on? So if God will call somebody my laborer, it means the person is laboring somewhere. It's just like you say you are a staff of a company. That means there's a definite company. There's a task assigned to you. Paul says Timothy was a, a laborer in the gospel. So the pursuit of Timothy is the pursuit of the gospel, the truth of God, the good news of Jesus. Hallelujah. The gospel of Christ. Paul says in Romans 1 and verse 16, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Child of God, you are not meant to be ashamed of the gospel of Christ. In fact, Christ should be, should be carried on your head. Praise God. You should talk about him on the rooftop. You should be bold. You should be proud that you are a believer. Praise God. For there is nothing higher in this world than Christ in you. Bible says, for Christ in you is the hope of glory. Colossians 1, 27. Hallelujah. I'm not ashamed of my Christ. For Christ is God. For Christ is love. He came as the propitiation for my sin. He died in my place and I rejoice for the sacrifice he made for me. I'm not ashamed of him. You know, people are ashamed of Jesus. They are ashamed of him. He says, if you are ashamed of me before men, I will be ashamed of you before my father and his holy angels because it means all doesn't end here on earth hallelujah there's 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 every appearing fact death is the beginning of life so you don't be ashamed if you are bold toward him he said i'll be bold toward you before god and my and, and my and my father's holy angels so he says here the gospel so the 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 qualification of timothy being a laborer and a minister of, the, of, of, of God is that he's ministering the gospel of Christ. Hallelujah. Praise God. So we are all called as ministers of Christ. 7 Corinthians 5, 19, to wit that God was in Christ Jesus reconciling the world unto himself and has given unto every born again believer the ministry of reconciliation. So your job description now in Christ is that you are meant to, 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 to minister reconciliation, reconciling men back to God. It means through you men should know Jesus. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians 2, 14, it says, it says it says God, 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 God giving us perpetual victory and through us diffusing the fragrance. There's a fragrance of God, hallelujah. The fragrance of God in every place. Do you know there's fragrance in God's knowledge? Do you know there's fragrance in God's truth? Oh, there's a sweet aroma that comes with the knowledge of God. When that word mixes with your life, it produces glory. Hallelujah. You see, there's a rest that you can't find in any place except the word of God. Hallelujah. In Hebrews, it says the word of God preached. Hebrews 4, did not, Hebrews 2 and, and, and verse 4, said the word did not profit them because it didn't mix with faith in them that heard it. So Timothy... Paul was writing here, was a minister of the gospel. 
But what was he sent to come and do to the church in Thessalonica? One is to establish them. That means every born again believer needs to be what? Established. God wants you established. So that nothing shakes you. You see that? Because if you're not established, you know, as we read down, you are. As you peel down further, you're going to see the mind, the thinking of God for this church. And it applies to every one of us. It says that he may be established. And established means to, to be resolutely fixed. To be stationed and well positioned, well fastened. Fastened, held down well. Do you know that was, that was Paul said in Ephesians 4 verse 14? He says that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine. You see that? What once were established will not be tossed here and there. We will, be, we will stay put in a particular place of the world. But I taught you in last class that how do we get established? I said there are three ways to get established. The first way is by the word. Hebrews 13 verse 9. The first way to be established as a child of God is by the word of God. He says, for it is a good thing that the heart of men be established with grace and not with meat. So God wants us to be established with word. With word, grace. That means it's only by grace that we are established, but not with meat. And it says some people actually are settling down for meat, but for you it must be grace. What is grace? Grace simply is the word of God. John 1, 17. It says, for, for the law came through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus. So, one of the ways by which we are established, like we are established in last class, is by the, by what? By the word of God. So, it's a good thing that they heard. It's a good thing that they heard. It's a good thing that they heard. Be established with grace. It says, be not carried about. You see that? Verse 9. Be not carried. Be not uprooted about. You see, some people go from church to church. From place to place. From prophet to prophet. From bishop to bishop. Seeking what is not lost. But God says, be not carried about with every wind and diverse doctrine. For it is a good thing that the heart of a man be established with grace, not with meats which have not profited them that have been occupied therein. Ephesians 4.14 that we henceforth be no more children. You see, I'm, I'm talking about establishment, being rooted, being grounded in the truth so that nobody deceives you. Let no man deceive you. But the only way by which you cannot be deceived is, is when God's word, God's word dwells richly in you. Colossians 3.16 Let the words of Christ dwell how? Dwell how? Please, let's turn it to another. Colossians 3.16 Let's read in the Amplified if, if we can have it on the group tonight, uh, in the Amplified, Colossians 3.16, it says, it, says, it, says, it says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. 
So you can't truly survive. You can't survive the onslaught of the devil, the pressure from friends, the pressure from your colleagues, the pressure from your families, if you are not well established in the word of God for yourself. You see, I say things in short like this. It is the food a bird eats that it flies with. It can pick some in the mouth, but it can't be guaranteed that that one in the mouth will, get, will follow him to where he's going to. So it's what you eat. Hallelujah tonight. So, so the second point that Mahmoud raised is that we are established by the Holy Spirit. Romans 1 11. Romans 1 11. The Bible says, it says there, um, um, uh, 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 I long to come to you. Paul writing by the Spirit of God that I might impact unto you some spiritual gifts to the end that ye may be word established. So all the ways by which the, the devil will not push you to and fro, that men will not deceive with vain words. Hallelujah. Before I go further tonight, let me read Ephesians chapter 4, verse, verse 14 and 15. Let me read through it. Listen to me carefully. That we henceforth be no more children, Tossed to and fro, and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slate of men and cunning craftiness. Can you imagine that? Whereby they lie in wait to deceive. So, one of the ways which we are established, one is the word, two is by the Spirit. That's the reason you cannot afford not to be able to flow in the Spirit, especially. The, the, the gift of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of being able to speak in other tongues. It's a gift of God for the church today. And you can receive it by faith. Romans 1.11 For I long to see you that I may impart unto you some spiritual gift. Paul writing to the church in Rome to the end that he may be what? established so our establishment is based on one god's word to the the gift of the holy spirit must be functional that means god wants to give you the gift because by the operations of the gift of the spirit in the church the church is established i will teach more on this maybe on sunday if god permits us and leads us in that direction so two is the spirit then three, prayer. So we have the word, we have the spirit, and we have what? Prayer. Told me to Acts 4. I will read verse 31 tonight. Acts 4, 31. Acts 4, 31. You know, uh, there's a story there uh, of, the, of the disciples. Now I can testify to these in the church as we pray, both in the church and in the, and in the leadership group. We, we are established daily. See, and when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and they spake God's word boldly. They were filled. They were filled with the Holy Spirit that established them and they spake God's word boldly. They were not ashamed. They were not, you know, frightened by people. They were established in the truth, but it came by word, by prayer. So there are three points by which we can be established. One, the word. Two, the spirit. Three, prayer. So if you want to be established, and which I want to, be to, to, to do so, you must pay attention to the word of God. 
reading the word for yourself. Verse to verse to chapters to books. You find it interesting. You find God's revelation. You find God's secrets. You find God's love. You find God's mind. You find God's judgment. You find God's instruction. You find God's direction. You find everything God wants to know about him. You find it in the word. So our establishment in the faith, so that we are not we are not uprooted, wind don't blow us away, pressures don't blow us away, you know, you know, you know, you know, friends don't lead us astray, and um, um, even pastors don't deceive us astray. You need to be established by the word, by the spirit, and by prayer. Amen tonight. Ah, glory to God. So Paul said. Timothy is coming to establish you and comfort you. Praise God. So the next point there is comfort. I love this tonight. God wants us comforted. God wanted the church to be comforted. For what are they to be comforted from? I'm going to show you tonight. But before I go into that, there are two major words I want us to look at in this scripture so you can see the mind of God for you. Please take note tonight again. We're established by these three points. One, the word, the Holy Spirit, and prayer. Amen. Now when it says comfort you, I want us to look at that word comfort. If the word comfort, as used in 1 Thessalonians 3 verse 2, is the word parakleo. Don't mind that. It's a Greek, I'm sorry, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, yeah, it's a Greek word, but it means to console. It means to beseech. It means to implore and to exhort. So he said, I'm sending Timothy to console you to encourage you, to implore you to continue in right doing and exhort you into truth. You see that? So he said he's coming to, to now that means, that means if he's coming to console, it means there, there are things that are, that, are, that are happening that are not palatable to the flesh because of their faith. And, 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 and you see, in the Bible, there are several ways by which this can be done. Now, I'm going to show you one tonight. I want to read. Please talk with me tonight to 1 Corinthians 14, 1 to 3. Now, remember I said earlier on that the word comfort means the word paracleo. That's the word we got the word from paracleo, which means the comforter. And the Holy Spirit is called what? The comforter. John 16, 7. He says, for, explain for you that I go. For if I don't go, the comforter will not come, the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is called the paraclet. Hallelujah tonight. You see, God wants us comforted. You are not alone in the things you are going through. You might think that I am alone. No, God says, no, you are not alone. For I am your comforter. I am your paraclet. I want to let you know that I'm, I'm, I'm inside this trouble in that sense with you. And I'm, and, and I'm ready to lead you on and lead you out of it successfully. And safely. 
So the word that means to console, it means to beseech, it means to implore and exhort, to continue in what is good. Now, it means some things might come that, that I want to make you downcast, want to make you, you know, no, not feel high-spirited. No, God, God says, yeah, those things might come to you, but, 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 but I have an agency. I, what the work of my spirit is to console, is to, is to, is to, is to encourage, is to implore you to continue in the world doing of faith. So don't let anything happen to you to dampen your love for God. Ah, I'm coming shortly. It's, it's getting my attention tonight. Now, now, but let, let me say this as I make progress. First Corinthians 14. Tell me that tonight. First Corinthians 14. Oh, praise God because God delivers in the dark. I want to read from verse. Uh, 1 Corinthians 14. Uh, let me read from verse 2. Interesting. It says, For he that speaketh in unknown tongues speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understandeth him, however, or howbeit, in the spirit he speaketh mysteries. But he that prophesieth. Now, please follow me tonight. I want to know the word prophecy so you know what it means. He that prophesieth speaketh unto men unto word, edification, exhortation, and comfort. Does it sound like the bit of comfort here? Yeah. So, primarily, prophecy actually is comforting, exhorting, and imploring. So, it's not when I start, I see a pastor dying, and everybody says a prophet. No. The simple um, um, preaching, like I'm doing right now. Actually, I'm prophesying because this word is bringing you what comfort is what is encouraging you, is edifying you. So, in Bible terms, I'm actually prophesying to you. There's a part of prophecy that talks that foretells, but the 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 higher part actually is what we do now in the New Testament: preaching, exhorting, teaching God's word. So, when we teach and you are comforted and you are encouraged, actually what we're doing is that we are comforting. We are, we are, we are doing exactly what Paul sent Timothy to, to, to comfort and, and their faith and what encourage the church to continue in well-doing. God wants you to continue. For it's not he that begun that is blessed, but he that endures toward the end. There's an enduring to do in the Christian faith. I'm coming there in verses 3 to 4. Deeper talks tonight. Let's read also tonight. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Tell me there tonight the Bibles, this Bible study. And we use scriptures to come to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Let's quickly see. Verse 16 and 17. Now our Lord Jesus Christ himself. I love this. Someone say himself. Oh, I love to hear this scripture. It's sweet for me. himself. Now our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God. Wow. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. And God, even our Father. Do you know God is your Father? Which had loved us. Amen. What an encouraging word to know. Folks, 
I don't want you to be discouraged. Jesus and God our Father, which has loved us and has given us an everlasting consolation and good hope through grace. 17. Comfort your hearts. Don't let the things that you don't have discourage you from following God. God is always seeking for ways to work to comfort you. In fact, this teaching tonight is one of the ways God has sought all along to comfort you. Because true comfort and prophecy comes when men are comforted, exalted, and encouraged. Comfort your heart and watch again. Establish you in every good work and word. Read again with me. Hallelujah. I love this. Verse 16. Now our Lord Jesus Christ. In fact, let's read from verse 16. It makes more sense. Therefore, brethren, stand what? Stand fast and hold the traditions which you have been taught. Whereby by the word or by our what? Epistle. Now our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God. Wow. Jesus is enough. But God says no, I will, I will get involved. The only God says no, I will get involved too because we are one. Hallelujah. Praise God forevermore. Woo! A million devils are not sufficient to discourage you. A thousand obstacles are not enough to discourage you. You know the story of David in Ziglar? Bible says when, when David went to war, the Amalekites came and invaded his wife and his children with all the, the children of his men of war. And when they came, their loved ones were already taken what? Captives. Hallelujah. And when they came, they, be they began to cry and cry and cry and cry until they had no strength to weep. Do you know that strong men too cry? Strong men to go to challenges. There are times when men are down. Paul says, I've led both to our base and what abound. There are times when we are base. There are times when we are bound. It's not, it's not, there's time for everything. But in this time, this strong man were hit below the belt. I don't know what you are going through. Maybe somebody jilting you. Maybe somebody disappointing you. Somebody promised something and it's not coming. Somebody instructed something that, that you felt let down. Child of God, the Holy Spirit by the word of God tonight is encouraging you and comforting you. He says, I'm with you in this. You're not alone. I'm God, your Father. I have loved you. I've, 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 I've loved you. Don't, 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 don't bank your life on people. Don't let people determine the trajectory of your life. Don't let circumstance of life affect my love for you and your love for me. Bible says, and David did what? Encouraged. Mm. David established himself in God. And because of that encouragement, instead of being in prayer to God, God, you see, when he was crying, he couldn't pray. But the moment he got covered and encouraged, he could pray. Because they both go hand in hand. God says, pursue and you overtake. Tonight I said to you, as you are strengthening in God, you will pursue and you overtake. Those things that you think have gone ahead of you, no. 
you will catch up with them. Let me give you this. Do you know the story tonight? Just follow me. The story of, of Ahab and, 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 and Elijah in 1 Kings 18, 17 and 19. In fact, 1 Kings 17, 18, 19. Bible says, God told Elijah, go and tell Ahab that, that, that there will be rain. And, and, and he went and told Ahab. But you see, they went for a contest upon Mount Carmel. And wanted to prove whose God is truly God. And you see, they bowed prophets. And, and there were about, about 850 of them. In the fifty and the 400. And they stood with one prophet of God who stood with God. Listen, folks, it doesn't matter how many are against you. Once you stand with God, you will prevail. It doesn't matter how many people are talking about you, but make sure that they are talking about because you are doing good, not because you are an evil person. Ah, they are talking about me. They about me. Why? That you are a bad girl. You are a bad girl. But if they say she loves God too much, his own is too much. He thinks he's holier than thou. Rejoice in that. Praise God. Elijah stood as though he was the only one holier than thou. But thank God that God did not leave him. God was with him. And when everything was said and done, they began to move. He says, tell Ahab to run. See, Ahab was going on chariot. It was this day like, like Lamborghini or, or, or Bugatti or Range Rover or Power Bike. He was going on something very fast and Elijah was going on his feet. Bible says the strength of God came on Elijah and Elijah outran the chariots of Ahab and got to the gates of Jezreel before Ahab got there. How is that possible? Because the spirit of God came into him and strengthened him. Tonight I pray for you. God's spirit will come upon you and it will strengthen you. Your feet shall be hastened. What has been delayed will come quickly. He said, For the things that God has promised will not tarry. He says, Though they tarry, they will not tarry. For surely they shall come to pass. Why? Because God, your God, even the Father which had loved us and has given us an everlasting consolation and good hope through grace, comfort your hearts. And establish you in every good work. Praise God tonight. I love to hear this. Folk, the hand of God is around you. Encouraging you. Strengthening you. You see, Luke 4, verse 18. Jesus picked the scroll. And said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. And he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. And open the prison doors. Bind the broken Hearted. I don't care if your heart is broken tonight. God is there to bind you. Praise God. Why not fall to his hands? Why not yield to him? Why not surrender? I say, Lord, I can't do this alone anymore. I'm, I'm coming back home. I'm coming back to you. Lord, strengthen me, you God, and cause your purpose and your will for my life to come to pass. Our time is going tonight. I'm still in just one point. Talk with me tonight also. As we read. 2 Corinthians to the 1. 2 Corinthians to the 1. Praise God. Very, very lovely scriptures. Mm. You see, this is prophesying. As far as God is concerned. 2 Corinthians 1. We want to read verses 3 and 4. Now, notice that Paul was writing to the church in Thessalonica. And if he has been talking about comfort... Encouragement, consolation, it means that church is going through something 
terrible. But God is still with them. You see that? Now, let's read verses 3 and 4. Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and the God of all encouragement. Not some all. That means there is nothing he can't comfort you on. There is nothing he will not. There is nothing you are going through that the comfort of God has not been provided already. God has anticipated the troubles you are in, and has covered you already. The God of all comfort. See what verse four. Who comforted us in all our tribulations? That means we shall go through tribulations, praise God. But as we are going through it, there's always comfort and encouragement and imploration and, and, and beseeching of God for you to continue. You know, sing a song in those days. Comforter, Jesus is my comforter. Comforter, I am not alone. Hallelujah. Woo! Come on, sing to My comforter, Jesus is my comforter. Comforter, I am not alone. I am not afraid. My comforter, Jesus is my comforter. Jesus is my comforter. I am not alone. I am not afraid alone. Comforter, comforter. Jesus is my comforter. Comforter, comforter, comforter. I am not afraid. Amen tonight. There's a lot of version to that song. Song says, I am afraid. I am alone. Whatever way, glory to God. God is the midst of his children. Praise God. And the shout of the king is in us. Do you know that God paid the supreme price for us? What is that devil that is strong enough to discourage you? Someone say, I'm not married yet, and time is going. I'm discouraged. No, don't be discouraged. There's a comfort in God. God is saying to you, in your spirit, keep going. There's time for everything. Your time shall come. Your time is here. Stay in my word. Stay in my word. It says, who comforted us in all our tribulations that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble because you can't comfort anyone when you've not gone through anything praise God you can't give what you don't have and God wants to train us and build us up that you see as we walk with him in faith there will be challenges to our faith you see sometimes we can come to the point where we get isolated because we are serving Jesus yeah It says, wherewith we ourselves according to God, verse 5, for as the sufferings of Christ should uh, abound in us, so our consolation also abounded by Christ. I love that. It says, the more we suffer, the more Christ's word consoles us. Woo! That means, that means God's consolation abounds much more than what the sufferings. Yeah, there will be sufferings, but there's more grace. Praise God. So where sin abounds, grace does what? Abounds much more. 
It means, it means, now, that doesn't mean that where men are sinning willfully, no. Where the propensity to sin abounds, Bible says grace also abounds in us as we stay in the world much more than the propensity to sin. Tonight I begin to come to a closure. So as you prophesy, we encourage, and prophecy actually is teaching, encouraging, comforting in Christ. And so, Paul, by the Spirit of God, writing to the church in Thessalonica, where we are studying, chapter 3 and verse 2, and sent Timotheus, our brother and minister of God and fellow brother, in the God of Christ to establish you and to comfort you concerning your faith. See, your faith is precious to you. And there are things that may come to attack that faith. And those things, most times for us in this church, is actually tribulations and persecution. Do you know that, 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 that uh, you know, I've, I've been to the store where they sell gold in the north. And those stores are special stores. The stores are built with heavy burglaries and there's a central security system that is difficult for a hedge to break through. The reason such security is made is because of the preciousness of the value of what is there. When there's nothing of value in the place, there's no security attached. How many of you go on the streets with, with, with Mopolo? Because if they kidnap you, ransom, who won't pay? But you find governors having Mopolo, their wives having Mopolo, their children having Mopolo, their parents having Mopolo, because of the importance the world placed on them. And because of the preciousness of our faith, the devil comes at us through everything. He will make, you know, he will make life difficult because you are serving God. He says, they that will serve Christ in this world will suffer persecution. Why? Because of the preciousness of our faith. Turn with me tonight to Second Peter. Chapter 1, let me show you something tonight. There's something about the pressure that you don't know. Second Peter 1, I'm going to read from verse 1. You see, you're, oh, praise God. You are, you are, you are, it's just that you don't know what to carry. There's something about you. There's something of God in your spirit. There's a deposit of God in your heart because you are born again, not of the seed. That's, but of the of the living word of God. So every born again believer carries the Shekinah glory of God on his inside. Therefore, is is a prime target. Your faith is targeted. So it says in verse one, Simon Peter, a servant 
and an apostle of Jesus Christ to them that obtain what? Like precious faith. Wow. That is the same faith they, they receive. Is what we also receive. It's like the same faith. And the faith is what? It's precious. Your faith is precious. Don't let your friends corrupt it. Don't let your, your lacks city corrupt it. Don't let your environment corrupt it. Protect it. The devil will come at it. To discourage you. To abandon sheep. Oh no, don't abandon the sheep. For the safety actually is in the sheep. In Mark chapter 5. He told them, let us cross over the other side. Mark 4. And when they entered the, 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 the ocean, the sea arose of a hurricane proportion. But find God that Jesus is in the boat. Folks tonight, as long as Jesus is in your boat, no persecution of the devil will be able to bring you down or pull you down. Rejoice because God lives in you. He said, I will be with you. I will dwell in you. I will uphold you. You will not stumble to the youth my form and be weary. But they that trust in the Lord shall renew their strength. Their wings shall be mounted like eagles. They will run and be weary. They will walk and not faint. You are in God and God is in you. Thank you, Jesus. So faith is precious. And therefore, everything precious is sought after. And the devil is seeking. Just like he did to Jesus. He came to tempt him. Mark 4, look 4. He knew he was Jesus. Say, if you be the son of God, command this stone to become bread. Why? He wants to derail him from the word of God. But thank God, he said to him, no. He says, in Deuteronomy 8, 8, verse 3 and 4. He says, he says, he says, for man will not live by bread alone. That's why it's only by the word of God that he can what? Establish because he spoke by the word of God. Jesus countered the devil by word, by the word. He didn't start praying and fasting. No, it says it is written. And where was it written? Deuteronomy chapter 8, verses 3 and 4. That man will not live by bread alone. Was he hungry? Yes. Sometimes you might be in the need. You want to get married. Yeah, there's this unbeliever guy. He's coming my way. Uh, he, he, he's nice. He, he's just not uh, born again, but he's nice. He's good. He buys me give. Child of God. The Bible says, don't be unequally yoked with what? Or unbelievers. Don't excuse it. You are not meant to go with them. God's word says, separate yourself from them and I will receive you. You can't marry him because he's nice. No, because he gives you gifts. No. The only way, the only uh, time God allows you is to marry somebody who is of faith like yourself. In fact, let me say this. It is not everybody even in church that you should marry. <laughs> it's not everybody who claims to be born again in church. You must prove them to be a child of God. He says, he says, he says, and, 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 and he took him to a high mountain to tempt him. He says, jump. He says, for he has, imagine devil says, you know devil knows the Bible. Because he can misquote it to you. To trap you. He says, jump. For it is written. He will give his angels charge. That is in Psalm 1 verse 11. 
The devil was quoting scriptures. He understood it. He, he knows. If a Bible says, the devils believe that God exists and they tremble. But thank God, Jesus understood the word better. Say, for thou shall not tempt the Lord your God. God then says, go and test me by jumping from a cliff. If you jump like that, you are presumptuous. So God's word kept Jesus. He was established by the word. And we notice in, in Matthew 4, from verse 1, he said, and he was led by the Holy Spirit. You see that? Into war, the wilderness to be tempted and tried. If, if Christ was tested and tried, then who are we not to be tried and, te and, uh, uh, and tested? Man told him, took him to the high mountain. He said, see the whole world? See the glory thereof? They will tell you, ah, babe, you are missing out. There's this party. Look, in fact, there's this, there's this dance club. You are missing out. Look at the, see how we are just enjoying and gyrating. No, he did the same to Jesus. He says, look at the glory of the whole world and how beautiful it is. See, they are all mine. If you can bow to me and worship me, they are yours. The same thing he told Jesus, but Jesus again went to him by the word. That means we can't conquer, we can't be strong, except God's word dwells in us. We can't overcome trials and temptation, except we are established in him. And how are we established? By the word, by the Holy Spirit, and by what? By prayer. You carry something tonight, and it's precious. I'm going to stop tonight. There's so much, so much to peel. Oh, I, I, I would long to just jump into verse 3, but no, we, we're going to do verse 3 on Thursday. Don't miss it for anything, amen. We're peeling deeper. It's getting more, more exciting and more interesting to just, just look at this word. But no, for sure. In the midst of the trials, God is in you and with you, comforting you and establishing you. You see, the epicenter of this church is Acts 17. We actually did not see all this play out in Acts 17. Because Acts just gives us a synopsis of, of the... It, it didn't go to the details. We didn't see how this church was persecuted. We didn't see the experiences in Acts 17. But now we are seeing it here. Paul in the epistle now writing to explain the details and the deeper workings and the underpinnings of things that happened to this church. Sometimes... People don't know what happens to you real when you are alone. But God knows. Sometimes we see you in church smiling. But God knows the things that are pinning you in your heart. And he has sent you a word of comfort tonight. A word of encouragement. Be strong. For the Lord your God is in the midst of you. He's watching over your word. To bring to the purse. Weeping may endure for a night. Weeping may endure is for a night. But joy cometh in the morning, and your morning shall produce joy, because God's word dwells in you. You will bring your sheep, say they that go forth bearing precious seed with much crying and weeping, shall doubtless come back again with their sheaves. We shall rejoice with you by the grace of God. We will rejoice with you by the word of God. But know one thing for sure, God is our comforter. God is our consoler and is our establisher in him. This church was heavily persecuted because of their stance in God. So expect it. 
because it's part of the deal in Christ. Let every believer expect to be persecuted, to be tried, to be isolated, to be spoken about because of Christ. For thereunto we have been appointed. But know for a shorty that for every time men speak against you because of Jesus, God's angels are cheering you on and the Holy Spirit is establishing you in the Spirit. Let's pray tonight. Father, we thank you. Thank you for your watching that has come to encourage, build, and console us. We yield our hearts, Father, our God, Jesus, your Savior. We yield to you, Lord, fill us. In the midst of this corrupt and this dying world, strengthen us to stand by you, to stand for you. Lord, help us not to, not to throw in the towel in the, in the face of trials. When men speak ill about us because of you, we are bold towards you, O God. We are not ashamed of the gospel. We stand with the gospel. We stand with Jesus. We preach Jesus. We declare the Bible. We openly declare to the world, Lord, that we are for you. Because for a truth, you also have been for us, O God. Thank you for the church at Oba and my listeners. Strengthen us, O God. And make us your light indeed. As we study more of your word, show us many things, Lord, that we are yet to know. So at the end of our work of in this life, we'll be bold to stand before you and say, Lord, we have finished the race. We fought the good fight. And we defended the cops by the spirit that dwelt in us. Thank you, O God. For prayer we thank you tonight. In Jesus' precious name we pray amen thank you tonight for listening i trust god that you've been blessed if you are please join us again um, on thursday and if this meeting has blessed you why not share the link with someone else you know people share some wrong things but why can't you share some good stuff this is good stuff this is good this is god's word let's share it so others too can be blessed and by next thursday we'll continue again peeling deeper and enjoying the love of God in his word. Good night, everybody. God bless you. And have a great day tomorrow. And a blessed night rest. Goodbye. And God bless you. Amen.